Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. We are back at it again for another episode of Hot Topics in the Multi-Employer World. I'm your host, Aaron Slaughter. And with us today is Josh Stowe, who is our ERP business practice lead at Witham. Thanks for here, for being here today, Josh. Thanks, Aaron. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we've done a, a bit of work in the multi-employer space with your team, and um, it's kind of a growing topic, so I'm excited to get into it. Excellent. So today's topic is about IT modernization. And you can't turn on the TV or, or see a business article about seeing the phrase IT modernization. Can you explain a little bit of what that means? When it relates to businesses and organization, IT modernization could cover you know, many areas, right? Anything that you guys are using for technology within your business. Personally, I work mainly within our ERP area, right? So we, we talk about IT modernization with what are you using for finance, accounting, inventory, warehousing, project accounting, right? That kind of things. But it could also mean what are you guys using for your email, right? Are you using Microsoft uh, 365 online, or are you guys still using an exchange server that sits in your back room, right? That all your emails are filing through. Okay, it could be, are you storing stuff in a little computer sitting in your back room, or are you using SharePoint for your company's online storage? So it could cover basically any kind of technology that your company is using uh, within your day-to-day operations and making sure you're on new versions, cloud versions, you're using appropriate storage, um, you're accessing your systems the right way. Okay, it could be anything you know, along that line. Great, great. So in your line of work, and especially what you do here at Witham, can you speak at all about what it means to understand not just IT modernization, but how you have to explain to uh, the public sometimes what their needs are, or how we can help them, or whether it's just a roadmap to what they need in the IT world, or if it's a specific product or service that we might can help them with? Yeah, as we kind of touched on, IT modernization is such a big uh, scope of of what they could be needing to improve, right? Most people are pretty good with their IT, but they're not perfect, right? And they're still looking to improve in one area. So a lot of the time people hear IT modernization, they don't actually know exactly what they need or how it pertains to them because they think they're in a pretty good spot, but they're not sure, right? So when people aren't sure at all, what we'll usually help them with is an IT assessment or a roadmap, like you mentioned, right? And this is mapping out all the pieces in your technology stack that you're using and making sure that anything that you're looking to change in the future or any versions you're looking to improve upon, you know, work with the other pieces that you're that you're also changing. Okay, so like good examples of this are people needing a CRM system, right, to manage their leads and opportunities. So they get a CRM system but they didn't think about how that works with their online file storage or with their ERP system, right? So by creating a roadmap or an assessment, we map out everything that you will need in the future uh, and making sure that it's all going to work together. Um, So yeah, a lot of it is that other parts of it are people knowing that they need a certain product. Hey, we need a better ERP, but there's 15 on the market that we could choose from and we don't know which one. Okay. So we can also go through their discovery, what their requirements are, and that'll drive us to, to one system or another that's best, right? Making sure that they've got a system that's the right size, that's modern, that's going to have constant upgrades, but also meets all of the requirements uh, that they need to operate effectively um, and potentially minimize the systems that they're actually using because they can do more out of one, 
than having you know many. So if I'm a listener in today's episode, where do I see risk as far as updating my IT? So there, there's a couple dis- different aspects to this, right? Um, the first one is with you not staying current, the longer you drag it out, the more costly it gets, right? So if you have, if you're on an older ERP, for example, that went to what's now a cloud version, that upgrade might not be that big of a task. But if you haven't upgraded that ERP for say 10 years, right, then you're, the developers are going to have to bring you through multiple versions just to get to the current one. So the longer you drag it out and don't stay current, you know, the more expensive that becomes. But you also have the ongoing risk, right? Like if your data is sitting on a server that's in your back room and you guys say lose power because of a snowstorm, right? If your server is down, the second that that goes out, any information that wasn't backed up that day is gone, right? When you're working in a cloud environment, that just doesn't happen, okay? If my power goes out, I lose access to my internet, but all my stuff was saved right then and there that I was working on, right? I was entering a purchase invoice in my accounting system, right? That's saved right up to that date. Whereas if I was on a on-premise ERP and, and that happened, I would lose everything that I entered for the whole day because my system doesn't back up until tonight. So there's there's the cost of how much it'll take to upgrade by putting off your upgrades if you're not staying current. There's the cost of data loss, but there's also the cost of how efficient your people are, right? So if you're accessing any system, whether it be an exchange email, an ERP, a CRM, uh, any file storage via a server, right, where you have to go into a little remote desktop to get to it, when you're doing that, it means that you're not accessing data that the most efficient way. Maybe your people can't work from anywhere because that RDP is only set up in the office, right? So when someone from accounting is sick, they can't just keep working at home, right? When you're in the cloud systems, you can get to your data from anywhere. You forget to enter your timesheet. You can jump on your phone and do it. You need to look at emails, right? You can have that available anywhere. And there's still multi-factor authentication, all that kind of stuff to make sure that it's secure. Um, But there's, you know, there's a big piece there of, um, making sure that all of your, your data is current, that your access is current, and that there's no risk for data loss. Um, so all of those things are risks that, uh, you know, in the end, cost your company money. The other side of it is, you know, right-sizing your technology. Um, by not updating, maybe the risk isn't necessarily the tool itself, but it's that your company's grown and changed. You guys aren't the same as you were three years ago, four years ago. So maybe you started off on QuickBooks as an ERP, as an example, right? It's perfect for small businesses, but now you're doing inventory and advanced warehousing. So that doesn't work in QuickBooks. So maybe you picked up another system for that. Now your data is in two places, right? Whereas if you had the right size mid-market ERP, all of these processes are still within one system that's cloud hosted, that connects to everything else, et cetera. Um, so it's going to make your people more efficient, saves you money, you minimize maintenance costs, um, but as you grow, you have to change your technology. It doesn't necessarily always stay the same. So that's where we talk about those roadmaps. They're not necessarily just for mapping out what we need now, but there's a future state aspect to that. Where does our company want to go uh, and making sure that your technology matches to that as well? I think that those are great points, especially the piece about the right sizing your technology. And I'll also share a personal story as someone who is going through home repairs. There is a big cost associated with not taking action at all, Uh, whether it's dealing with pipes that burst and updating your piping and plumbing or with your systems that you just mentioned. So 
That's, that's a great point. And, and the takeaway that I want listeners to hear is that if you aren't having the conversations about updating and, and uh, just modernizing, you probably need to start having those. So, Josh, you've given us some examples of what IT modernization looks like and, and even some of the reasons that why people should care and what those risks are. Do you have any ballparks as far as how much a failure in your IT would, would look like as far as rectifying and making it right and just the dollar amount that someone would be looking at for an organization? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is hard to put exact dollars on um, when it comes to the smaller things we mentioned, right? Your server goes out and you lose all the data for today, right? So that's going to take someone's time to go and try and find all the data that you entered that morning, re-go through that process, catch up on their next day of work, et cetera, right? So it, it's personal your, your team's efficiency that costs you money in there, um, that kind of stuff, as we mentioned, just can't happen in the cloud. When we look at the cost of staying up to date, that one's a little easier, particularly in the area that I work in, you know, to start to put dollars on, right? Usually when we're talking to people about updating to a cloud system, we're talking about getting to the five-year point and already having saved money, including the initial implementation of the new system. So if we take NAV, for example, right? It costs about 24000 to upgrade your NAV on-premise database every time you want to get to the new version, right? As well as some downtime for the system. Okay, and that's because they have to take your database, run through a test upgrade, then run through the actual upgrade, right? And get all your data to the newest uh, version and install the version on, on your uh, server. So when we talk about that, that all goes away with a cloud software because I'm always on the latest version, right? So for Microsoft Dynamics Business Central, which is their mid-market ERP, you get a major upgrade every six months that you don't have to touch. It just doesn't, right? So you get all your new features, et cetera. There's no database upgrade that you have to do because all your data is on their server that they're updating. So when we consider that a nav company would upgrade every two years, right? So that's 24 grand on top of your server cost, on top of your server maintenance, Etc. just to stay even close to the current version. And on Business Central, it's free. The cost for someone to go from NAV to Business Central, depending on what they're using and how outdated their NAV are, but they're, if they're on, say, NAV 2017, which is relatively modern, but still you know five years out of date, um, something like that might cost them about 80 grand, right? So within three or four years, you're already talking about you know dollar savings. Also, your SaaS licensing um, is usually cheaper than on-premise licensing, and you have that greater access that we've talked about. So just like with most things in life, the cost of being on the preventative side and, and paying on the front end is going to far outweigh how much it's going to cost in terms of the public exposure and notices that you have to send to participants or members or just other organizations that you had a breach and just the humiliation and, and costs that are associated with unlocking your data or maybe even building out uh, new servers and, and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's spot on. And most people, when they see the implementation cost, you know, they kind of jump back and go, oh, this is a this is an expense. But what they haven't considered is is how that writes off against the expenses they're already incurring. Right. Do they even know what their maintenance is costing them on their servers and their upgrades or upgrades that they're not performing as we you know we discussed so yeah i think you know as soon as we do um we usually do like a, a five-year comparison of of ownership cost um and it's very rare that you haven't already paid it off within five years um let alone all the additional functionality you get the benefits you get to your staff how much more you get out of your staff 
right? By letting people work uh, more efficiently. Now you are talking my lanes because I am an accountant by trade. So when you start to think about illustrations and spreadsheets and cost comparisons, I start to perk up a little bit. So we've been talking a lot today about just IT and and some of these techie words and strategies. But if I'm someone who's listening and I am not that tech savvy, what kinds of things should I be listening out for? What should I be on the lookout for? And how can I put my organization in a better spot? tomorrow than we were today with IT and software and programs and updates? I mean, I think some of that comes down to the particular system that you're looking at. But, you know, some of the key things that we listen listen for are, do you have to, when you go on your computer, do you have to go into a remote desktop to be able to access your information, right? If you're doing that, then it means you're hosted somewhere. Okay, you're not in a cloud uh, version of that software. Um, are you on the latest version of your software? If you're contacting support for ERP and they're saying that there's newer versions, things like that, right? That's stuff that uh, is a good indication that there's benefits to upgrading. As we talk about ERP in particular, it's the one that we hear the most is my data's in different systems, right? I'm using QuickBooks for this and I'm doing inventory over here, or I have a CRM and I have an ERP and they're not connected, right? Things like that mean that we're probably not using the most efficient versions of our software, or like we say, not using tools that work together, right? Which is a key part of our roadmaps um, and making sure that we're getting that efficiency. But yeah, gen- generally speaking, it's d- data in different systems. I have to log in to get to it. I can't get to my data when I'm not a- at the office. Um, those kind of questions are pretty good indicators that we're not on the latest cloud versions of the products that we could be using. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we really appreciate all the information you've given us today. Just I'll throw a quick plug for if anyone has questions or was able to take a nugget or two away from today's episode and they want to get in touch with you, how can they go about that? Are there any links or articles that we can point our viewers to? Yeah, so if you're already doing work with with them, you know, we have a very broad range of services, right? We're doing audit, tax, advisory. Your first contact is the people you're already working with, right? Ask them to put you in touch with the ERP team, with the CRM team whoever, you know, whatever it is that you think that you guys might need help with, or just with management consulting, if you're wanting to go through that modernization roadmap process, um, then that would be the best contact. My team has a bunch of marketing out there. Um, We have an article on uh, Microsoft GP to Dynamics Business Central migrations, which walks through that process of going from a cloud server to um, a a new, um, sorry, from an on-premise server to a cloud server for modern ERP. All of those have links of how to contact us. The other way is just go to the Witham website, hit the contact us button and say that you're looking for uh, IT modernization um, and talk, you know mention that you listen to Aaron and Josh talk about it and you guys need help. Um, we're happy to you know make sure that we get the right people in touch with you as well. Well, thank you for all of that information today, Josh, and, and taking time out of your busy schedule. For all of our listeners out there, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate that. I'm Aaron Slaughter. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time for Hot Topics in the Multi-Employee World. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.